Welcome to our community. This is Saratova Beth. We are going to speak about Ve'era. We're going to speak about, we started it the other day, but we aborted it. I don't know if we're allowed to use that word these days. Um, but, but we, we stopped in the middle. Stopped in the middle. So, Parsha Ve'era is clearly about I appeared. Now, somebody appeared to someone. Right? Some, right. Someone appeared to someone. Um, and someone appeared to the Avais. Now, we can imagine who appeared to the Avais. If Hashem, I mean, if we had to guess, if you're five years old and you think, who appeared to the Avos? Who were the Avos, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov? And who appeared to them? In this case, it was Hashem. Great. If you're five years old, we always say that Rashi speaks to a five-year-old. If you're five years old, you're going to have a question, because the five-year-old will ask the very obvious questions, like, um, if there are four people sitting here and there's extra room on that bench, how come... One ex, how come if another person comes and they sit on the other bench, wouldn't you think that they would sit on the bench with more room? That's the kind of question that a five-year-old asks. Or a five-year-old would ask, um, how come there are only three cups on, cups of tea and there are five people or four people? That, these are very obvious, obvious questions for a five-year-old. And Rashi directs himself to the five-year-old. And if we learn to think like five-year-olds and not go by memory of like, what did the teacher teach me? But, Think like a curious five-year-old without shame. That's the key. Without shame, you know, what am I supposed to think? The five-year-old doesn't know what he's supposed to think. He just thinks, you know, why are there only three cups and four people? Somebody doesn't like to drink? I wonder what that's about. So once we start to think like five-year-olds, then we can learn Tyra. And you don't need anything else. It helps. It's helpful to have language skills. You know, but to be curious. That's all you need. Be curious. And yeah, and, and that's it. And you start to read the words and, and you ask yourself questions. So we're, we're, we're figuring out that Ve'era, Parsha's Ve'era, which is number one, the Parsha about the plague, about the beginning of the plague, the Bacchus. That's number one. And number two, in the midst of this, it's a whole other scenario happening. You know, Lahavda, when you read a novel or the serial novels, What's so frustrating is there are four scenes going on simultaneously. You know, the girl with her identity crisis. And then and then the new couple that, uh, you know, he's trying to figure out whether to learn. And then the businessman, he's starting his business. And then there's one other scene happening, and they keep switching around. If you have the whole book, you get a little bit of it. But if it's in a serial, one week it's him with the business, and that's it. the couple. And you want to know already what happened with the guy with his business. So there seem to be multiple scenarios going on here in Parsha's Ba'era. According to somebody's playing music, yeah. Who is playing music? So so one scenario is the mafics are happening. And what we have is the total deterioration of nature in the world of nature. Perfect. In the land of nature. In the land of Eritrean, the land of not not Eretz Mitzrayim is not the land of nature. It's the land of the limitations of nature. For instance, name me a limitation of nature. Oh, I can tell you one right now. Somebody was here, and she said, does anybody have a tea bag? And I said, yes. And she said, and I said, before I use it, take it. And she said, I don't have a cup. So I said, okay. And I went, and I made myself tea, and I drank it. As soon as I did that, she found a cup. She said, did you use the tea bag already? Yeah, I did. That's a limitation of nature. Right? In the world of Hiuli, where there's no limitation of nature, uh, 
brand new tea bags can be, you know, created out of thin air. Like you pull a rabbit out of, out of your hat. But in the world of the limitations of nature, you know, it's either your tea bag or my tea bag. If we don't feel like sharing tea bags, and these days, you know, if you go to the website, I don't like to share teabags.com, <laughs> <laughs> then you'll learn all about it, slash COVID precautions, right? Or, you know, COVID precautions, or as they say in the vernacular, I don't like to to share teabags.com. So <laughs> you go to that website, and if you go and there's no nobody bought it, buy it and make all nice out of it. So in the world of the limitations of nature, um, it's either your teabag or mine. Right? So Eretz Mitzrayim is the place where all the limitations of nature were just in living color, like bing, 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 all the limitations of nature. Okay, so... I wonder if I started the recording. Let's see. Okay, so in the, in that world, that was the land of Mitzrayim. And what do we see? We see that the limitations of nature can become such an avaydazara that at some point, the whole thing breaks down. All of those limitations of nature literally will come to the point where it becomes such a klipa and as such an avaydazara because they worshipped it. Because we know that nature was created to serve us, not for us to serve it. Not for us to serve it. So, and some, by the way, a practical idea in that is when you think, you know, maybe as you grew up, um, you know, the stuff in your house was treated like Kaidish possession. Like, don't, don't, uh, I remember, you know, or maybe the way we brought up our kids, like, you're going to break the chair and they'll take the chair and, and they want you to build, build different rides and this is that out of the chair and somebody in the house said, no, you're going to break the chair and this and that. And I always used to kind of think, let them break the chairs. We'll get more chairs. Let them enjoy. You know what I'm saying? They'll learn how to build. So now they learned how to build anyway. But you can always get new chairs. You know what I'm saying? So we're talking about a situation where was nature created for me or am I created for nature? So I'm just saying that that's a simple example of, um, you know, people say, be careful, be careful with your jacket, be careful with your jacket, you're going to get your sleeve in there and this and that. You know, when I say to my daughter, oh, my goodness, look at the way they're eating and it's dripping all over. So we have washing machines. <laughs> oh, my God, you sound like you. Right. Well, yeah. So nature was created for us. It's created for us. We, it, it's created for us. We were brought here to take the world of nature and use it and make it holy with mitzvahs. Okay, so if that's the case, in the land of Mitzrayim, they got it the opposite. They were worshipping nature. Because Paro is the king of nature. Paro is Melech Mitzrayim, the king of the limitations of nature. So that means he's the one who represents par excellence the limitations of nature. And he said, everybody should worship me. So now put two and two together. He's basically teaching us, worship the limitations of nature. Meaning, in the practical, I'm just saying a silly example. So when nature becomes such an Avaita as Tara Melis Mitzrayim taught us to do, said, hey, I'm the king of Avaita Please worship me and worship the limitations of nature. Worship nature as if it, 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 it's 
you're there to serve it. And that's why I'm saying in, in the real practical thing, the idea of, you know, the chairs, the chairs, the chairs, the chairs. I don't want the kids building stuff with the chairs. You know what? For $500, we could buy a new set of chairs in 10 years, but they will have learned to build. Right? We we all made that mistake, right? Yeah, we all, we all made that mistake. And there are so many things today that you think, you know, I have to be careful. The things of the world, they're not holy. They're not holy. Like, use it, throw it out. You'll get another one. Be free. Express your creativity. You know what I'm saying? Even those houses, obviously in my house, they did not paint on the walls and color on the walls. But you know what? There are mothers who let them. And you know what the mothers say? After a couple of years of them painting up all, all the walls, we'll get a painter and he'll come and paint over it. But they will have learned. They will grow up becoming. But we all feel we should have done it. In other words, the world is there, especially now. We realize the world is here to say, use me for your shlichus. Use me. And we all see that the younger generation, they buy something, they don't even take the tags off, they don't like it, they throw it out. Very different. And what happens? All the mothers go in the bag and take it and say, I'll wear it. Right? <laughs> right. Right. Etc. Or whatever it is. <laughs> exactly. So, so this idea, let's find some glasses. This, I, I promised actually that we would for brain, so this is just the, the um, introduction. But here we have a situation. Now we switch to the scenario of Hashem is appearing to the Abbas. And Hashem is saying, you know, I appeared to Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov with a certain name, but um, El, uh, El Shakai. And the name um, Havaya, which is a much higher level of Hashem, a miraculous level of Hashem, that, that one was not revealed. Well, going back to the idea of the Erel Abbas, that Hashem says, I appear to the Abbas with a much lower name, much lower aspect of myself, Kel Shakai, and to you, and therefore, it says, Velachain, and therefore it tells, and and the, the name Yudke Vavke was not revealed to them. Yudke Vavke, we'll see in a second what it's all. Let's just, okay, I'll jump to it for a second. Yudke Vavke is, it's Hashem above the world. It's the name, it, 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 there are a bunch of things to it. Number one, um, it's above the world. It's not Hashem in the world above the world. That's from a place from which he makes miracles. It's also Hayah past, present, and future all in one second. Now, there we go. Well, we're talking about the quantum model. On the level of Havaya, you say, um, oh, well, wasn't that five years ago? Uh, sweetheart, on the level of Havaya, there is no five years ago. Everything, the present and the past and the future are all right now. Just a quantum frequency. You know, today we can call everything a quantum frequency and we get away with it. But, right, but it, it makes sense. Now we have a scientific name to call something that you had to be a, a, you know, a deep scholar of Chassidus to understand. But, but, Yudke Vake, you know, Bayamr Hashem, El Moshe, that name is the one in which the past, the present, and the future are not, it's all one piece. If it will happen, it's already happening now. If it did happen, it's already happening now. That's an amazing aspect of Hashem. Why? Because you can, if you start visualizing that, you can get things done that that normally you couldn't. You say, well, 
for instance, let's say somebody who's looking for a shidduch. So, and they get an answer from the Rebbe, mazel tov, mazel tov. They know it's going to happen. They know it's going to happen. It's a vaga. You know, and, and I was pleased to meet your children. So, you know, at some point you are getting married. You, you, so, in the, on the old frequency, you say, like, I can't say, I, I need it this second. Right? Or let's say we, we, we get breakfast from the Rebbe, our children will be amazing, the leaders. And we know that all the, the struggling kids are going to be the leaders. That's a vada. That's a vada. So what's the problem? I mean, it's... it's, it's uh, what, no, so what's the problem? But you want it now. So if the Rebbe says, but it'll be 20 years before he's a leader, so we're still frustrated that oh, I have to go through this 20 years. So one of the things we do is in healing work, we picture the 20 years happening right now. Right? It's all happening right now. We've cut, what do you, you know, remember when the Yidden came to America um, at the turn of the century and the from Yidden, you know, weren't treated, they were told, give it all up. So, you know, it's like the famous, the, the, it's like a joke. They say, what's your name? It says, Shmuel Katzenbeigen. 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 So they say, change the Shmuel to Sam. Hakarite, the Ellen Boyden, you'll be Sam Cat, right? Just cut it off and be done with it, and you'll be free. Cut out the 20 years. The kid's going to be a leader. Everybody's going to come to him, Rabbi, Rabbi, please give me your wisdom. You know that. So cut out the 20 years. Just cut, cut. Visualize it on a screen. Cut, cut. Take out the 20 years. It's happening right now. When we do that kind of visualization work, it makes a huge difference. It actually starts to make the thing happen. Right now, how do we know? Because we said, on the quantum level, if you're looking at something, it will change the actual physical nature of it. So if you're looking at the reality that you used to think will be in 20 years, and you decide, I'm going to look at it as if it's happening now. It's like, it's like I know I keep adding another thing, but it's like the chassid who once received from one of the rebellion matzah and charitas and, and something and wine for Pesach. So... Um, and it was a week before Pesach. So they ate the whole thing right there. So they came to him, they said, uh, on Pesach, you don't, you have the, what the Rebbe said? He said, oh, I was supposed to wait. I thought if the Rebbe sends me, I take it, I eat it right away. I was supposed to wait. So you're like, you know, the Rebbe's saying, you'll see in your lifetime, your son is going to be the leader. Everybody's going to come to him, Rabbi, please, please, please. You know, like, there are people we know like that. I, I, uh, So what if we say, oh, on the level of Yudke Vavke, Hashem, Vayimur Hashem, that Yudke Vavke, El on that level, oh, I w- oh, the Rebbe said that my son will be a great leader in my lifetime. Oh, I didn't know I have to wait 20 sons, you know. Oh, I forgot that I'm supposed to wait. I just figured it's happening now. So number one, what do people do? I treated him like a great leader now. Mm-hmm. Right? We see in the world of healing, that's what they do. Somebody said, why are you treating him like a leader? said, because I got a bracha from the Rebbe that he's a leader. They said, the Rebbe said it's going to be in the future. They said, oh, I missed that part. Too late. I already treated him like a leader. FSC stepped into leadership. So why did the others not? Okay, so that's a different question. But, you know, but I'm just, so here, yes, so one second. So the Avais, I'm not, actually, I don't know the answer. Why did the Avais not have the revelation of Yudke Vavke? So one thing we understand, Yudke Vavke is past, present, future. Also, Yudke Vavke is a shatchan. What does that mean, it's a shatchan? It puts together two things, you know, 
the kasha with borscht that don't fit together. You know, sometimes you see uh, he married her and you think, how in the world, you know. Such, such perfect girls came up. He married, you know what I'm saying? How in the, who made this shit up? So that's nothing compared to at Martin Tyra. We could ask, who, you know, one second, who in the world made this shidduch between, what was the shidduch made that's so yeah. weird? Heaven and earth. Heaven and earth. Oh, go, Vault, that's Kasha and Borsh. Rukhni is in It's the toughest marriage to make. You know, who could do that? Only your Kevavke. Only Hashem on the level, on the level of Elohim, he couldn't have done it. On his lower level, he could not have done it. He had to do it on his higher level of Yudkei So when he wants to make these weird Shaduchim, he jumps up to the level of Yudkei Vavke. So, right. so at Matan Taira, what we have at Matan Taira is the revelation of Yudkei Vavke. And as, as it says in the Pusik, so I appeared there Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov Bekel Shakai, and the name Havaya was not shown to them. Probably they didn't need. They weren't merging in heaven, heaven and earth. They were there to, to, they were in a, a they were there to prepare us. The they were there to prepare us. And then it says, And therefore say to the Yidden, I am Havaya. Meaning, now what, what exactly is that? So remember that at the end of this whole story, we're going to realize that we are yet about to come to that time where we recognize who is Havaya. Now, by the way, relating it to, to who is this Havaya? We certainly know that if we could tune into Hashem, Hashem is Yudkei Vavke. If we, we could really, as you're always saying, tune into Hashem and really have that close relationship with Him, we would have a different life. Because we know who He is. He's one with us. We're one with Him. And He's got these unlimited powers and no past, present, and future. I'm not bogged down by time frames. Nothing. My life is totally different. And he wants, he wants it. it now. Right. So for some reason, the Abbas didn't need that, and we do. It's emergency now. It's emergency now. And from the moment of Matan Taira on, that's what made the Shiddach at Matan Taira. Remember that in order to continue doing this really unusual thing, uh, which is something that the non-Jewish world didn't used to be able to relate to, we need to constantly tune into Avaya. What is this unusual thing? I'll illustrate it by a story. So when I was just becoming from, I worked in a computer store. And so, and I was all excited about Yiddishkeit and this and that. And, you know, the real computer geeks there, even the the owner himself, like, a whole day would play computer games. I was so nauseated by it. Like, do some work. And he became very rich. I don't know how. He never did any work. <laughs> Perfect. Honestly, I went back to Ottawa two I should say, and two years later, and the rabbi said he became very wealthy. He moved to a fancy house. I don't know how. Mamish, he never did a is always getting distracted by computer games. So, but the point is, I remember that I started to give a speech in the store about about something, and I remember the Gaiusha guy who worked there said, I don't believe in mixing uh, church and state, religion with everyday life. I said, that's what Judaism is all about. That's what we do all day. And I started with my enthusiastic speech. He, he ran away. You know, he got so scared. He ran away. Just, you know, he went to his computer game again. again. But the world says, when the world says separation of Lahavdil church and state, you know what? That's normal. They're normal. We're crazy. In other words, 
heavens are heavens, and the earth is the earth. And that's what you see in the church. Like, why did it break down? Because it came to a point where you can no longer keep Hashem separate from the world. The system was a man-made system. What do you want? But the point is, they're normal. They're normal according to the rules of Mithraim. It's normal that there's spiritual stuff and there's physical stuff. We're not normal. We're like, it's all the same. It's all the same. You know, so what What did they do when they, you know, when they celebrate a holiday? You know, they sing hymns and all kinds of stuff. What do we do? We eat. Right? We eat. Right? So what are you going to, okay, so what are you doing for the holiday? They they would never understand that they were, I, uh, what, what was her name? Toba Mordecai. She said the very first time they experienced Shabbos, you know, I remember when she, she said when she was in the whatever, in the church, they would sing hymns before they welcomed their Sabbath. They would sing hymns for a couple of hours, slowly and soulfully, and welcome it in, and this and that. But I don't know, I went to this house, and everybody's running around like crazy people. And then and then afterwards, all of a sudden, they light these candles, and everybody sits. And she said, and, and she says, you know, then she wants to. So, like, like what's, what, what, what's going on? Wait, should I tell a story that really implicates me? So, one time somebody said, we have ten girls. Could they sleep on the floor in your in your in your show? I said, okay, sleep on the floor. Anyway, so uh, I, I don't do so well Arab Shabbos. Let's let's say it that way. You know that I I've told this story before. I rush around and uh, to, like so I was doing my regular thing and I rush downstairs and like like crazy person. Oh no, we got a light right away. Ten girls are lined up on the couch sitting and waiting for me watching me. Rebina Shalaylam. Oh, right. Rebina Shalaylam. What am I going to do? It's like a Hashem. So I like, so I ran over, I lit the candles, and then I thought, okay, I got to make this into something good. So I sat down on a chair in front of them, and I said, so girls, let's talk about what you just saw. And I made a whole sheer about it. You know, about the Jewish way is, not that it's a myth that they run around like a nuts, nuts case, but the Jewish way is, we suddenly we light candles and suddenly a whole level of peace descends that you didn't have access to during the week. Yeah. You know, so I figured, I'll make it into a whole shear. So I fixed it up. Right? So. I don't know. I never saw them again. <laughs> never saw them again. You know. You never know. You know, 30 years later, you meet someone and say, oh, yeah, I was inspired by uh, your talk or, you know, what it's like. So this idea of um, that I... Oh, so, so the Rebbe says that the fact that Hashem, why does it say, because I appear to them in a lower way, Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, that's why I appear to you in a higher way? What do you think that means? Okay, no, no feeling bad. We can't feel bad in this terrain, right? That's the old way. Wait, if I say there's, there were tea bags here because I made sure. No, wait, we're going to be good with it. There are tea bags here. Why do you think there are tea bags here? Someone prepared them for us. They said, oh, they're going to want to come and learn here. Let me prepare the tea bag so they'll have it when they need it. Yeah? So maybe the Abbas were very, pretty perfect. So they knew that we're going to come along. Oh, sorry. The obvious five-year-old question is, they were very great, and we're plain. Let's call it plain. Well, no, but if they were very great, wouldn't they have a higher revelation of Hashem? And we're quite plain. And lower. So they, the answer is, 
they prepared the way for us. For this big shidduch of merging heaven and earth. They prepared the way for us. At the end of the sicha, we get to it tomorrow, we're going to see that somebody is now preparing for the future, for the generation of full ge'ula. You know who it is? Keep going. You, you, that's right. You, you, you. Right? You, you, you. I'm in love with you, you, you. Everything you do, do, do. I'm in love with you. It's you. So if there's, right, scary, right? If there's somebody who's preparing for the generation of the future who will, who won't have gone through the travail of Gaulus, but they just step right into, you know, the top of the mountain, they step right into Gaula. Somebody's preparing the way. They're all gonna, already going to be at the wedding. Matan was a wedding, and we were already standing at the wedding. We just got it, not because we did amazing things. I mean, we had this, we did struggle in boot camp in the tribe, but our Avais prepared the way for us. So today there are Avais that are preparing the way for the future, and you're one of them. Yeah. Anyway, wherever we're up to, may we find ourselves in the Gula Mitzvah We are the ones who are preparing the world, just like the Avis prepared prepared us for Matanzaira. It looks like there's nobody but us chickens. We are preparing the world for the all the souls that will be in the Gula Mitzvah We're doing the work right here, right now. Mazel tov, you got the job, and may we find ourselves in the Beis Hamikdash immediately now.